Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Series 2 of Sports for Dummies. After a couple of weeks of being away, we're back better than ever. Hope, how are you doing? I think it was more than a couple of weeks, Lewis, if we're honest. It was a long time. It was a, it was a long time. But look, we're back. We're rolling. A lot has happened in those few weeks as well. Where are you now? I'm at uni. I've moved into halls. I'm here, living it up in Wembley. Way. Well, hey, it's a very posh room he's got, by the way. Normally, when you think of uni, you think slumming it, eating beans out of tins. But that looks quite nice. <laughs> No, look, it's brand new. It is brand new accommodation, Hope. I can't complain. We've done really, really well. We will, I will say that the place people were living in last year certainly wasn't at the upper echelon of this. Um, so I'm, yeah, echelon. So we're all very pleased. Love it. And I'm moving house. So <laughs> it's all yes, changed. There you go. So it's all happening. We're all moving. We're all moving. <laughs> we're all moving. Goodness me. Oh, I'm so excited to be back, though. It's been, I feel like I've really missed you. You know, when you think you miss someone, but you don't realise how much till you see their face. Yes. That's yes. how I feel. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've missed Me him. too. Yeah, I've missed her too. Because that's the thing, you know, it's not the same. Seeing you on social media, you know, doing your thing, that's great. But actually being back on this podcast, it's great to be back, having a laugh as always, um, and just talking about random things going on in the world of sport. And I'll be honest with you, over the past few weeks, because we haven't been doing the podcast, when it comes to sporting news, my ears have not been pricking up as much as they should be. Oh. So I'm pleased to get back into it and learn what's going on and increase my intelligence when it comes to sports. Exactly, increasing your intelligence. Because that's the point. Sport is now rolling, things are underway, football's underway, rugby's, everything's happening, Hope. Everything is happening. Sport is busy at the moment. This is certainly, it's coming up to that period of time in winter where it all gets busy, jam-packed, lots of fixtures and different sports. Very, very exciting. We should probably say as well, if you're listening for the first time to this episode, Listen back to the previous episodes, of course, from series one. We had a lot of banter, a lot of fun, and you'll learn something new. But also, just to give you a gist of what to expect from this series, this podcast is for people who know a lot about sport, 
like Lewis, or you know nothing about sport and you're a dummy like me. You might learn something new, but also have a bit of a laugh as well. And of course, you can reach out and get in touch on Twitter or you can email us. Absolutely. Please do. If you are listening for the first time, hello. Nice to meet you. Welcome. Um, And if you are listening again, hello. Welcome back. It's good to have you back. Um, We're glad you're here. And also, just to say that as well, for people that are listening for the first time, let us know if you have a niche sport that you watch, that you're interested in, that you'd like us to talk about. It might be something completely random, could be international, whatever it is. Drop us an email, drop us a, uh, you know, a tweet on Twitter, whatever it's going to be. We're ready. We're looking forward to it. Please do that. And of course, if we keep saying about this email and the, and the Twitter, um, they are in the bio, so you can see them there. Yeah, because that's really annoying. We keep saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what is the... Uh, keep email saying what? that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That'd be great. Lewis, should we dive in? Yes, we should. Let's go. Hope, we're going to start, of course, with the most recent news last night. England against Hungary. After a massive drink. Sorry. <laughs> didn't even give a heads up that I was going to have a big gallon of coffee in my mouth just then. Um, yes, I actually was at a place yesterday called the Batten Ball, where I used to work in Stratford, and it was on the telly. So I did see a bit oh. of it. Um, obviously, the score was a bit disappointing, which I know you're going to go into. But I also saw um, a lot of police whacking people with battens, and I have heard more on that today. Absolutely. So we will start with that hope because that certainly overshadowed the games. That was the hungry fans against the police. Um, I really don't know where to begin with that. Again, football violence at the, uh, football violence at football just doesn't make sense. Violence in sport in general doesn't make sense to me. Fans aggravating the police. It was just absolutely bizarre. So they booed the England players who took the knee. So they booed at the beginning of the game prior to kickoff. Within one minute, all of a sudden they started having a fight. So there were about a thousand hungry fans there and they literally had a massive fight with the police. So there was lots of punching and kicking and throwing arms. I had some mates that were at the game. They said it was very, very disturbing to see. And as there were quite a small number of fans, you could actually see what was going on. Normally, if there's thousands of people, it's kind of hard to decipher what's happening. But because there literally only were a thousand fans there, it was really obvious that they literally were having a fight. And in the end, it looked as if they chased the police down the tunnel. So they, yeah. they they chased them down the concourse, which just, I mean, it is just absolutely bonkers. I really don't know what to say about that. And I'm hoping that UEFA do make a comment on it because it's just poor. You know, last month when we, sorry, when we played them in September, there was some real issues with racism. Once again, that happened with booing of the knee. And then you, you see that they're fighting the police. I mean, I just do not understand. And, and some sanction needs to be posed for them because it simply is not acceptable. I also heard this morning that the actual fight broke out and that was again, racially aggravated. Yeah, that was that was yeah, that was it. It was a racially aggravated fight and it just it doesn't make sense. There was reports as well that came out that said that they were racially abusing players. Again, that hasn't come out any further. I think they're currently investigating that. But it is just it's just disgraceful and it's such a disappointment that the football, you know, obviously living at Wembley, I was walking down Wembley Way at 5 p.m. Completely peaceful, nice scenes. Everyone was excited for the game. Hungry fans as well. There were lots of hungry fans that I saw that were really excited. And it just turns out that actually when those people enter the stadium, they decide that they can behave differently. And it's important, I think, to mention at this point too, that it is a minority of fans. Not everybody yeah. was doing it. But unfortunately, those min- that minority of people just brings down the entire stadium because it, you know, it just makes it so disappointing. The thing is though, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Hungary have done this, Hungry supporters have done this before. What could end up happening is there could be 
quite severe sanctions on those supporters, which could mean, I don't know, no hungry supporters can go to these games. And that's not going to be fair for those who are in the majority who aren't involved in this type of hatred in terms of violence in this racism. And they're going to miss out on watching a, a beautiful game because of these hideous people. Absolutely. It's disgraceful. And the fact that people can come to the football or sport in general and think that that's how you can behave. I mean, it's totally unacceptable. And the fact that you can have, say, five people bring down an entire nation. So you can't go, yeah, as an example, if UEFA turn around and say, do you know what? No more fans at Hungary, all behind closed doors. Then all those fans that want to go with children and families and all these people won't be able to go because of a, because of a set of hooligans who actually shouldn't be at the football anyway. And how they managed to take a flare into the stadium, I do not understand when they were doing severe bag checks. And certainly that will have to be raised around questions with security. But, you know, obviously, in fairness to them and their football, they actually played well. They deserve to draw. But it's a shame that their fans kind of ruined a really good night for them because they actually played really well. And of course, the most important part of it is the impact on the players. Um, if their fans can't go to games because of this, that's not going to be good for the team. It's going to bring morale down, you would believe. Um, but also, it, like we say, and it shifts the focus away from the good game of football. And of course, our players who are receiving this abuse, that's not on either. It's, it's yeah, no, it's not it, good for it, anyone. From, it, it's acceptable and no angle. You know, it, it's not good in any form. And I just, I hope that UEFA do take some action because they were, last time when the players were racially abused, when we beat them in September 4-0, there was a sanction pose. They, they, they were fined. But that's not good enough, you know, to, to come over to England and to go to Wembley Stadium and within one minute fight the... I mean, it just it's just mental. It seriously is. It blows my mind. But hopefully UEFA do pose a fine and the FA look into it more and can find out some more details about what actually happened. Um, but it is a real, real shame that that overshadowed the game. Focus on the game for a sec. Who was your star player from England squad? Didn't Stone... Score a goal. Stones. Stones. Yes, Stones. close. Stones. <laughs> Not one stone. <laughs> yeah, John Stones. <laughs> so he, no, he's got, he was good. The the star, Matt, I hope they were all a bit, they were all a bit naff. I mean, obviously Stones getting the goal was good. I, um, Phil Foden had a good game. Foden played well. Um, I miss his blonde hair. I've got to just... say. <laughs> You're missing the Eminem-esque. I understand I that. am yeah, missing it. it. Just, it's not the same. It's not the same. I know. Oh, yeah, I would. I would say Phil Foden. I thought Foden played well, but we we missed Calvin Phillips. So there were a couple of things that I was disappointed with. But yeah, we'll give it to John Stones, goal scorer. Happy days. Um, he was really elated too. That was good. But there were some there were some key players who were certainly missing. Harry Kane being one of them. Again, just looks a shadow of his former self. Really, really bizarre. Taken off in the seventy sixth minute. He just wasn't. He wasn't at the races again. And and since the whole ongoing saga with moving to Man City and all that stuff that I know we've spoken about, that has had a massive impact on his career. And actually this season, he certainly hasn't been hitting the levels he's been used to hitting. And that's impacted England too. You know, he's normally the spearhead of England's attack and he's nowhere to be seen. So he had a really poor game. Oh, he's not a happy bunny, is he? No, he's not. And equally, Mason Mount last night, Hope, was absolutely terrible. There was a stat that came out that reported he had zero successful dribbles, zero key passes, zero shots, zero accurate long balls, zero crosses, and he lost the ball 16 times. So that is That's not very... like him. 
No, I know. And actually, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I really don't know. I just think they had, they had a day off. It was one of those days where they overestimate, sorry, they underestimated how good Hungary were going to play. You know, we whacked them 4-0 at their place last time. But unfortunately, I think they just rocked up and went, you know what, this will be a walk in the park. And actually, it wasn't. Two things. Where was Calvin Phillips? And secondly, what can Southgate do to change this around? Does he need to do some team building exercises, take them all paintballing or to Pizza Hut or something? <laughs> so I, I mean if he's doing that drop us a text please sports with <laughs> dummies just let us know Are, we will happily tag along to either of those events anything that Southgate wants to do um no so Calvin Phillips is currently injured hope so he's not available um so Southgate decided to play a very attacking team so he basically he played a team that lots of fans would want it, would want to see if we were playing a team and this is no disrespect but a team like San Marino maybe or the Faroe Islands so a team that is a slightly smaller <laughs> he well well there you go you know a team that aren't as well known for the football um we you'd want to play an attacking team like that but against a team like Hungary who do have some attacking prowess and some decent players is a bit questionable and he yeah he went very attacking played one defensive midfielder and we were up against the counter-attack so when you watch the game you actually saw Hungary have the ball a lot of the time because actually they were they were able to have the ball and run with it um, because we didn't have another midfielder. And I think to improve, well, I don't know, because obviously we won on the, we won 5-0 on the weekends. So that's fantastic. But in a game like that, I think you have to question his tactics. And a lot of people say, well, you can't judge him because it's one game and da-da-da. But obviously he's England manager, so all the attention will go to him. I think, yeah, I think maybe some team building exercises, of course, that's always important to pick up morale. I think in particular, there needs to be focus around Harry Kane and how they can implement him back into the starting 11 and actually get him firing on all cylinders because having him in the team and not scoring is just not helpful because, you know, it just doesn't bring anyone any joy because the whole point of the striker is that you score goals. And when you're not scoring goals, you're not doing your job. So, But also, the if that doesn't get sorted, he's going to receive more criticism from fans of the sport, which will then impact his play further. So it's an endless, awful cycle. Yeah, you know, it's like a snowball. It just goes on and on. And as I said, since we, you know, since that City moment where the whole transfer saga was going on and the transfer request and all that stuff, it really hasn't been the same for him this season. He hasn't, he's looked like a shadow of his former self. And we can only hope as England fans long term that he can turn his career around because it's not like it's gone in the bin. You know, it's not like all of a sudden he's become terrible. He's not bad. He's just not looking like the player that we're used to seeing. He's not the 25 goal a season Harry Kane. He looks currently like he's a 10 goal a season man, which isn't Harry Kane normally. So very strange. Harry Kane, I know you're watching this and listening to this. I just want you to know that we believe in you because I'm assuming he's getting a lot of hate at the moment and what he needs is love. So you can do it. Come on, Kane, you've got this. We play Albania on the 12th of November. So he's got 30 days, Hope. 30 days to get ready, prepare, and then he's all good. But we did, you know, we came off the back of a 5-0 win against Andorra. So a very comfortable win. He's got 30 days. So come on, Kane, we believe in you. Bless my little nephew, right? But he just got into football. Six years old. Okay. He is loving it. And they're watching every game. And uh, my brother-in-law sent a video of my sister sitting on the sofa because she's got proper into football as well. Like she actually follows all the stats and everything now. Wow. In her 32 years of age, she's all suddenly got into it. Anyway, sitting <laughs> on the sofa, there was a video of them. And Charlie, my nephew, went, look, mummy, we're playing and We're playing and. And she went, oh, it's Andorra. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bless him. She went, we don't say ing for us, do we? 
What an absolute legend. So next time when we play Alb, that'll be good. Because we'll go, oh, look, mommy, we're playing Alb. <laughs> we played Anden, Alvin. Hun. It was just the way she shut him down. I was like, damn, he's only six. Poor kid. You know, he's learning. So, you know, it's all it's all a learning process. Absolutely. mummy. No, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, use your brain, kid. Like, emphasize kid. What else is going on in the land of sport, Lewis? So, Hope, we're going to talk about the NFL, which is the National Football League. Do you know anything about the NFL? So, at the weekend, on Sunday, went into London, many people wearing NFL, lots of German people wearing NFL. Really? Yeah. All right. Now, I believe it's an American sport, but we were playing... Kind of, yeah, close. You've got it. You're rolling. But what has basically happened is after two year, uh, basically a two-year gap of waiting, the NFL has returned to London. So the NFL have a deal with Tottenham where they get to host two games a season. So basically, it's like an international gap in the fixtures. So it literally is Americans playing sport in the UK. So it'd be a little bit like right now if Liverpool and Manchester United formed an agreement with a state in the US or a place in the US... And we go and play two games a season there. So it's part of their actual season. It's not like a preseason tournament or a friendly game. It literally is part of their season. So imagine this weekend, Watford are playing Liverpool. Let's say that was being played, I don't know. In Andorra. Yeah, in, in Andorra. And that was our agreement in Andorra. Literally, that is a part of the Premier League game. So part of the NFL is they have two games a season where they come and play over here. But obviously, it's not all teams. There's only four teams, um, but they were selected to play. So... Yeah, that was at the Tottenham. Obviously, it's for the money, I would assume. It doesn't really make any much sense, though. No, well, it attracts... It really is... It's a business. It's a business idea. It's a commercial idea, I hope. It is that, that you know, it's kind of a double... It's a double-edged sword that the NFL are promoted over here while Tottenham are also promoted there. So, actually, imagine it right now we're two Americans speaking, you know, recording sports dummies in the US. Hi, we, man. <laughs> exactly. And we say that, you know... We say that the NFL is being hosted at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and we don't know a lot about football, soccer for them. Actually, that will then go, oh, so what happens at Tottenham? Who do Tottenham have? And that sort of leads that conversation on. So it kind of goes both ways. Although it doesn't seem very logical, actually, it makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of money to be made from both sides of both sides of the pond, as we would say, both sides of the pond. Um, so, I mean, yeah, actually, and it is very popular here. All of a sudden, it took off about sort of four or five years ago and has been growing ever since and it's become really really popular so nfl's a really actually a really popular sport here i'm throwing in a wild card go on it's not very good for the environment is it in terms of what the flights and all that stuff yeah everyone flying over for no reason no really. i understand no I, I understand that no i mean it's not it probably isn't very yeah from an ethics point of view it might not be the most logical but i guess no but unfortunately lots of sports is as we've said before with sort of the grand prix or anything like that there are lots of questions being raised around the world of sport and traveling and all these things about actually there is a lot of demand for flying or for cars and buses whatever it is to get players to and from different grounds and, and racetracks or whatever sport they're playing so you're right so there's certainly is that there's certainly that argument you could make where actually you're like is it very logical is it very ethical maybe not but unfortunately Lots of businessmen don't really have that hat on. Naughty boys or women. People, naughty people. Naughty people, yes, <laughs> naughty people. And of course, if you are uh, doing this kind of sport or you're like a racing car driver, you can't really work from home. So I suppose you have got to travel a bit, but it just seems a bit 
bit far. Is NFL um, the thing that Miami Dolphins do with the hats on? Boom, there you are. That is right. So actually, the Miami Dolphins are playing this Sunday, Hope. They're taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, again, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But that's right. So you did, that's it. So that's the Miami Dolphins. I know that because my uncle's a huge Miami Dolphin fan. Oh, there you go. So he'll be watching the game on Sunday. Yeah, he will. He might not, I don't know if he'll go to it. He goes to it when he's actually in America. But I don't know if he'll... Okay, well, there you go. Well, no, I mean, if he's here, I'm sure he will. It was amazing, though. You know, I think the thing is, Hope, around the NFL, whether people understand the sport or not, it really is a spectacle. So I don't know if you've seen the, the beginning show, but a woman called Marisha Wallace sang the Star Spangled Banner, which obviously is the American National Anthem. But she sang it from the very top of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, literally standing on a tiny platform. And they flew over planes as she was sick. Like it was, it's an amazing sight. Like it really was quite stunning. It's worth looking up if you haven't seen it for anyone listening too. H performed at halftime. Like it was, you know, it, it was a proper NFL. <laughs> He's just a meme, H. We should try and get H on. H, if you're listening, come on, talk to us about Manchester United and whatever you're rapping about. Um... <laughs> Did you see that this week, actually? I know this is nothing to do with sport, but he put a thing on Insta where he was like, if it's your birthday tell me and I'll take you shopping. And this girl got in touch with him and she, he took her to Harrods and bought her a handbag and bought her some shoes and stuff from Louis Vuitton. Oh, that's all right for some, isn't it? I mean, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be following H straight after this then. <laughs> Come on. You know what's funny, actually? My birthday's next week. So if only we weren't far away, Hope. That is a real shame. He had a lot of people in his DM saying that sort of thing. Oh, it's my birthday, Eve. Doesn't count. <laughs> No. Oh, that's a shame. Well, look, hopefully on the 21st of October, um, he'll put another thing out and then boom, I'll be able to go shopping with H. But yes, so he performed at halftime and it was, I mean, it was a good game of NFL. It was, it was an enjoyable game. Um, the kind of star man, the key, the key man was a man called Matt Ryan. He played for the Atlanta Falcons and he actually became the seventh fastest player in NFL history to complete 5,000 pass completion. So he's the quarterback. So he's the man that gets the ball, that throws it really far to the people running on. Yeah, so he's 36, a seasoned veteran. So he's a bit of a legend in the NFL. Um, Had a good career, had a good career. Um, He's a bit of a meme at times, which is a bit of a shame because um, he basically blew a lead in the final at some point. But he is a good player and he led his team to win. And actually it was a good game. So it was an enjoyable watch and it's quite fun. I think the idea around NFL is not necessarily the sport, but actually the spectacle of NFL, the excitement it brings, the 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 camaraderie that it, it comes with. It's a fun little sport to watch. There's only a few years between me and you in regards to our ages, but sometimes yes. you say things and I know that I'm old because what is he's a meme? <laughs> that is the best thing I've heard all day. You know what a meme is? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so if you're, if you are a meme, like, as in you've been made a meme. So there are memes of him. So he, if you're a meme, like you're, you're like a person that has been taking the mick out of. Like, damn, Daniel, yeah. those shoes. No, who would be regarded <laughs> as a meme? Okay. No, right. Eddie Hearn might be a meme because he, or like Chris Eubank. Because they, they they have memes made around them. Or the, what was that guy from, ah, um, oh, what's that show called? The guy that goes, I don't get nervous. He was on MasterChef and he's from <laughs> Essex. I can't remember his name. Anyway, not relevant. But there are certain people that become memes, like that are made memes out of. So Eddie Hearn would be one of those people. Um, he you. is somebody that has been made a meme out of. There you go. Get you. See, I we're learning that. in all aspects of life. See, sports for dummies and sports for <laughs> sports for dictionaries as well. I mean, we're... <laughs> Makes no sense. Anyway, moving swiftly on. I will say quickly 
on, I know it's not NFL, but it's a similar ball. I've been watching quite a lot of rugby with my dad. Oh, have you? Right. And there's a team. I'll tell you a fun little story. Go on. It's a team called Warrington Wolves. Yes. I actually hung out with the team on holiday once in, uh, in Benidorm. We met them in a club, spent the whole weekend with them, even went skinny dipping. There's a story for you. <laughs> well, i tell you what, I'm sure the boys from Warrington <laughs> listening will, will remember. <laughs> and we really had to get it out of them what they did as a career because they would not tell us. Really? I, mean, I've, I've put them on blast now. But um, yeah, I remember in the club, they were like, oh, now we're... I was like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And I guess they were plumbers, which they obviously are not. <laughs> no, not quite. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not even, I'm trying, I was trying to give an analogy that they, I'm not really sure how rugby no. and plumbing goes together. No, it doesn't really work. But, you know, not a bad guess, I guess. Anyway, back to NFL. Sorry. I just know that the balls are similar shapes, like Stewie Griffin's head. <laughs> that was quite good. Um, but yeah, so this weekend, so this Sunday, the, there is a Florida derby happening. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are taking on the Miami Dolphins. Now, this game should be quite exciting because both teams are on big losing runs, Hope. So effectively, they're two teams that haven't done well this season. There's lots of question marks being raised around both, both of the teams. Um, their coaches, lots of different things happening for both sides. So it should be quite good for one of them because obviously one of them will win. So one of them will kickstart, hopefully, a winning streak. Um, so it should be a good game. I am looking forward to it. Are you going? No, well, I am not. I might buy a ticket. They are very expensive, though. The only thing with NFL hope is it's very, very expensive. So I'm seeing if I can get a ticket on resale. Um, but the cheapest tickets start at about £72 and you're miles away. So I will weigh up the options. But I might go. You never know. I might be there. If not, I'll definitely be watching it in the pub somewhere. If not, you're going to go to the Watford game. I saw you put a tweet out asking for tickets. That is on Saturday at half 12. That is correct. I am hoping, hoping that I can find somebody to get me Watford tickets. I don't know. I mean, the chances are very slim because it's Watford away. So an away ticket, obviously away fans, the allocation, not that many people. But hopefully, you never know. Someone listening now, if you've got a spare ticket for any Liverpool away game in London or near about, do let me know. Let is us it know. Liverpool versus Watford? Yes, it's Liverpool against Watford. Oh. Road. I know. That normally is a tasty one, Hope. Get your mouth on that. Yeah, and my tickets and my hands because I need <laughs> to go. Said, I only said that because you said tasty, by the way. That was a bit random. I know. Uh, if, you, if you could see the look he just gave me, it was like, Hope, stop what you're saying now. <laughs> very confused. Um, yeah, I will, I'll be gra- hopefully grabbing the tickets by the horns and running to Vicarage Road, but we'll have to wait and see. Chances are probably won't happen, but if someone listening now, you never know, they could just drop us a text Friday night. Hello, I've got tickets and please do. I would happily pay. I'd love to be there. Thank you so much. Now, going to these games, these stadiums, we've seen crowds return, which I know that you're very happy about. Yes, very, very pleased. How are we in terms of COVID nowadays in sport? For sports in general? Hmm. In the UK, well, actually, interesting you said that, Hope. We're about to get onto that in particular. So there's a, there's a story at the moment going around in America, in the US, for a particular basketballer called Kyrie Irving. Have you ever heard of him? No. <laughs> okay. Well, look, it's better than saying yes and then going, ah, no idea. So uh, yeah, Kyrie I'm not a liar. I will not lie about these things. <laughs> I do not know this guy. No, hope you're all good. No worries. Well, Kyrie Irving, actually, you might remember him possibly. So he he's 29 years old. He plays for Brooklyn Nets. He's a point guard. He was one of the stars with LeBron James 
at the Cleveland Cavaliers. So he's quite a famous, he's one of the biggest basketballers ever of our generation. So kind of over the last 10 or 15 years, he has been absolutely amazing. So this story focuses mainly around America and Mm -hmm. NFL, oh, sorry, NBA in particular. So this is basketball now. So moving from one side of America to the next. So Kyrie Irving currently cannot play any games at all for the foreseeable future for the Brooklyn Nets. So that was announced yesterday. So this is, we're recording on Wednesday. That was Tuesday. So Tuesday night, it was announced. Kyrie Irving, no games at all. And the reason is Kyrie Irving is not vaccinated. In the NBA, 95% of players have been vaccinated. So actually, there are loads of vaccinations happening. So Kyrie Irving is one of those who doesn't have a vaccine. Now, we're not here to comment on whether that's good or bad. We're impartial. But it's, it's a very interesting story. And it's worth talking about. So he is currently unelegible to practice with his team at all. So the rule in New York is that basically they have a mandate, like a, they have a statement that requires all pro athletes to have at least a vaccine to be able to play sports in the city. So Irving can technically play any away games. So he's allowed to play away games with them. So no games in Brooklyn. So he can play, you know, let's put it in English terms. If he was a team based in London, he could play in Manchester. He could play in Liverpool, Norwich, all of the cities aside London. But obviously that isn't helpful because half of his games are at home and half of his games are away. So he can only play half the season. And that that saying that he doesn't get injured or has any stuff going on or anything else, or he doesn't get COVID. So currently it states that he can play all away games, but Brooklyn have announced officially he will not have, he will not attend any form of training. So he's not allowed to train with the team at all, which means he cannot play indefinitely. So he will not be training at all with the Brooklyn Nets until this issue is resolved. That is quite mind-boggling. I know. That was that was fun to say also. <laughs> Mind-boggling, good word. Yeah, no, it is a good word. So he's a seven-time All-Star. So he's part of what they call the big three at Brooklyn. So Brooklyn last season basically traded in three of the biggest names or three of some of the biggest names in basketball. They got in Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Those three are called the big three. They are an incredible trio. But obviously, by missing one of them, you're already missing a key player. It's a little bit like if Mo Salah couldn't play indefinitely for Liverpool or Ronaldo couldn't play, could play, in, couldn't play indefinitely for Manchester United. It would cause absolute chaos. And so lots of Brooklyn fans have been arguing about what's going on and what's happening because by the looks of things, New York won't be changing their policy surrounding COVID, which means that he won't be able to play for the foreseeable future. Is this something that could spread to other states? And could it spread to other sports? Say someone from the UK was going to do a boxing fight in New York. Yes. If he wasn't vaccinated, could they say, no, nah, he can't come? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the point. So you have to, so that's the, the mandate literally states for any pro athlete, whether they're American uh, or from any. A different, a different, okay. any, any pro athlete. So literally anyone. So uh, that, and uh, but although... It is unclear at the moment how it works. But of course, because majority of players in the NBA are vaccined, it means that you can literally go and play. So there's no problem. But we'll have to wait and see because I'm sure there will be more players that that the news will break. They haven't been vaccinated. Whether they can play or can't play, we'll have to wait and see. There is another. So San Francisco also has a very tight policy to do with um, COVID. So they've also, that'd be a state that, um, or a place so the Golden State Warriors as an example because that's in San Francisco so Kyrie Irving would not be able to currently play there due to the fact he's unvaccined and Canada so the Toronto Raptors there's one team in Canada the Toronto Raptors 
they have very, very tight travel restrictions around COVID. And again, that would also raise question marks as to whether he'd be able to play because by the looks of things, he'd have to quarantine for a much longer time without a vaccine. So it's very complicated. It's a very complicated issue. Um, I know it's very complex of all the different states and we can't even begin to imagine what it's like because the UK is so different in regards to this amount of space and the vastness of our our country. But if I was Biden... I think it's only fair that he makes the same rule for every state in regards to this. Otherwise, it's a disadvantage for the teams. It's going to have an impact on the sport and it's not fair for the players. They might have a really, uh, they might feel really compelled not to get vaccinated and their team and they shouldn't suffer in terms of their income because of that choice. Absolutely. So there has been lots of talk saying that he might be traded. So he might be on the move because obviously if you can't play any home games, what's the point of keeping him on the books if he can't play? The general manager, so kind of the overall overall seer of the Brooklyn Nets is called Sean Marks. He announced that even the games that, so any games that Kyrie misses on the road, so any games, away games, he'll be paid for. So his contract is worth, he's worth $34 million. So he's, he's paid 30, yeah, $34 million a year. So as, as that, as I was saying, Hope, like this guy is a superstar. He is someone that really sets the tone for is the he a NBA. Meme? And I, no, he's not a meme. <laughs> he's he's not a meme. Is he um, a goat? There's another one you say. Yeah, he's one of he's he'd be one of the goats. Like in terms of he changed the way that point guards, so he, they're the people that dribble the ball, that pass it for other people to shoot. He changed the game and he basically, Le, he brought LeBron alongside LeBron. He and LeBron basically did a little Batman and Robin duo and brought the brought the championship home to Cleveland, which is where LeBron is from. So yes, yeah, so he's a bit of a legend and he's seen as kind of a, over the last couple of years, there have been some controversies around him, but for the most part, he'd be regarded as a fantastic basketballer. But yeah, so Sean Marks, the general manager, did announce that he will be paid $17 million regardless. So he'll be paid at least half of his contract, even if he plays zero games. But obviously, what's the point of sitting around with zero with zero games, obviously being paid, when you want to, you know, you want to increase and, and, and keep rolling. You love your, your sport. Exactly. You know, he's 29 years old, so he's he's getting on. He's not old necessarily for a point guard, but certainly his career is kicking on. He's probably at the prime near two, and he's playing with two absolutely incredible basketballers alongside him. So for him to not play wouldn't make sense. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with, with that. But it's a very, very interesting story. We'll have to wait and see. But he's currently missed all games, all preseason games Brooklyn have played. I've got three comments, or three. I always say three with an F. One. Yes. Cleveland is the team that Tristan Thompson plays for, correct? Boom. That's very... Oh, because he's dating somebody, isn't he? Because <laughs> he went out of Chloe Kardashian. Two. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? Yeah. LeBron James was recently in that Space Jam thing. Space Jam 2. That's right. The film. Have you seen it? No. I've heard okay. bad things. <laughs> Have you seen it? Well, I was going to, and then the reviews came out. I will watch it when it's on the telly, but by the sounds, it wasn't worth paying money to go and see. Um, Yeah. My third thing, this might be quite a quirky thing to say, but you know how Great Danes, the dog? Yes. You know how they often die early because they've got a, their heart is under so much strain because they're big? Yes. Does that happen to basketball players because they are big? Yes, it actually does. That is a very, very good question, Hope. So yes, so basketballers, especially if you're over kind of six foot 10, give or take, you're at a much greater risk of dying early. So there's a really sad case. There was a player called Manute Bowl, the tallest player ever in basketball, was seven foot seven. So he is the tallest basketball Whoa. player to play. 
Yeah, seven foot seven. I mean, he when you watch his highlights, literally, he jumps about two inches off the floor and he can dunk the ball in. Like it is, it, it's amazing to watch. He unfortunately died aged forty four because of the strain on his body. So even and as, in terms of injuries as well, if you get injured as a tall basketballer, the chances of you recovering are not necessarily smaller, but you're at a much greater risk of injuring yourself in, in a much worse way. So that's why a lot of tall basketball players have to be very, very careful and will wear knee braces and arm pads and all of these things because actually your body is at a much greater risk because as you said, you're pumping around more blood and all of those biological things in your body that are going on. Um, you're right, that is very true. It's like a giraffe. If a giraffe breaks its leg, that's going to be a harder recovery than a hedgehog. Exactly. It's exactly that because there's, there's obviously more room. For, there's, there's more bone to regrow or whatever it is, that's, like more muscle to repair. Um, so that's right. But yeah, it, it's really sad. And actually, there are lots of protocols now that have been put into the NBA to ensure that players do not end up with really like career threatening injuries and life threatening injuries. Um, but unfortunately it has happened to players. Players have passed away early on, unfortunately, unexpectedly due to kind of playing basketball in sports, but that happens in all sports. You know, it's not necessarily just basketball. It can happen in any sport, putting yourself under that amount of strain and pressure week in, week out in any regard is really difficult. And so that has a, has a toll on your body. And so if you play 20 plus years, 15 plus years of sports at a high level, you know, every single week, it can have a real toll on your body. And on that merry note, we've reached the end of the episode, haven't we? We have indeed. Hope, this was brilliant. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Do you know what? Again, like I said, I've not only missed your face, I've missed the podcast and I didn't realise until we were here. So have I. And can I just also say, series two, I've got a notepad. Look how many notes are on that notepad, Lewis. Wow. It's all happening. Right, for anyone listening now... It, we're talking, you know, when you see like scientific diagrams of like things and they've got <laughs> arrows everywhere explaining like what's going on. It looks exactly like that. I am Einstein. We hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. If you have, let us know all about it um, and give this a follow, a like, whatever the case may be, wherever you're listening. And we shall see you next week. Have a good one. We will see you next week. Yes, take care, everybody. Hope, great speaking to you. And I'll see you next week. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.